Hey, all you sweet listeners, you just tuned in to the NetSuite podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Fisher, and on this episode, we're diving into a NetSuite customer success story with Lovely Skin, a premier dermatologist-owned and operated e-commerce website offering professional-grade skin and hair care formulas, as well as spa-quality and salon-quality products. We're joined virtually, of course, by Lovely Skin's founder and CEO, Dr. Joel Schlesinger, as well as purchasing manager, Chrissy Kirsting. The duo takes us on Lovely Skin's journey from Genesis through today, recalling the challenges across areas like accounting, inventory, and order management the company faced while running on a myriad of disparate systems like QuickBooks and spreadsheets. Schlesinger and Kirsting explain why they decided to look for an enterprise resource planning or ERP solution to these problems and how they ultimately made the decision to implement Oracle NetSuite. They dive into the many ways NetSuite helps Lovely Skin continue to grow year over year, providing greater visibility and control over inventory, which they'll explain became tremendously helpful as demand increased by 6x amid COVID-19. Tune in for the full story coming up next. You're listening to the NetSuite Podcast, where we discuss what's happening within NetSuite, why we're doing it, and where we're heading in the future. We'll dive into the details about the software and the people at NetSuite who are behind all the moving parts. We'll also feature customer growth stories, discussing the ups and downs of running a company and how one integrated system can help your business continue to scale. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are here with Dr. Schlesinger and Chrissy Kirsting. Dr. Schlesinger is the CEO and founder of Lovely Skin, and Chrissy is the purchasing manager. Hi, you both. How are you? Great. Thank you. Doing well. Thank you. So we're going to start off by, if you could just give us a background, um, the background information on Lovely Skin. What does the company do and what's your business model? So Lovely Skin, thank you, Kendall. It's great to talk with you. Um, and we love talking about NetSuite and Lovely Skin because it's been a phenomenal relationship and we've had a, an, an opportunity to see what we can leverage with NetSuite in particular during these uh, pandemic times, uh, it's come in handy. And there've been a couple of other times when our relationship with NetSuite has become especially uh, imperative and uh, it's, it's delivered, which is really uh, great. So Lovely Skin is a company that I started back in, really 1997 was when I came up with the idea and I was driving back from a clinic. I'm a practicing dermatologist. I'm a full-time dermatologist. And so I was driving from one clinic to back to, uh, to my home. And I realized, uh, you know, if Amazon can sell books, why can't we sell skincare online? So I started uh, uh, a group of people working on a website. And it was so rudimentary back then. It was just, you know, you realize how, the, how, how uh, nascent the internet was at that time. Uh, but they put together a shopping cart and uh, we, we sold uh, uh, products starting in January of 1999. So it took about a year and a half to two years to, to actually uh, go from idea to selling our first product. I, we I have been in business now for over 20 years, and we sell skincare uh, that is uh, generally sold in dermatologist offices uh, or is considered a cosmeceutical. It's a cosmetic with pharmaceutical benefits. We do have uh, skin, hair, and uh, nail products. So we do have a, a great deal of hair products as well as 
uh, color, uh, makeup, and uh, we we sold uh, we sell tools and devices as well. And we also produce our own uh, products on several lines, including a product called Fix My Skin 1% Hydrocortisone Healing Balm, which my son, uh, Daniel Schlesinger, who's now a dermatology resident, but was 12 years old when he came up with it. Uh, and we developed that product. It's uh, actually this kind of, this product right here, it's a little balm you can put onto your skin and helps with uh, dry skin. And we also have our own brand, uh, AFA, which is a, a product, um, amino-based filagrins uh, antioxidants, uh, which is a skincare brand. And uh, we also represent for new lash and new brow. So uh, to put it in perspective, we have multiple businesses, including B2B and B2C. We run a dermatology practice and also a, uh, a conference. I, where I educate the dermatologists. We do clinical research trials. And so there are a lot of balls in the air for us that make it helpful to have this organizational uh, framework that NetSuite provides. Wow, wait, so uh, around how many um, products do you, how many brands do you work with? How many products do you feature? And then how many subsidiaries fall into that kind of umbrella that you just laid out for us? On Lovely Skin, approximately 350 brands, uh, 15,000 SKUs, uh, and we have uh, multiple uh, brands that are that that have uh, both uh, both a, uh, a B2B and B2C relationship. So uh, we I have several in the B2B range. Uh, so probably about uh, 30 or 40 SKUs right now in the B2B range. And of course, the majority of them are B2C. We also have a retail store. So the retail store, bricks and mortar, uh, also has to have a, a POS. We have to have you know, some ability to deliver products to, to our customers. And uh, it's, that's especially been uh, a benefit of having that NetSuite so we could separate the inventories and, and help to, to quantify where everything is. Because you can imagine if you have 15,000 SKUs and we carry these all, we distribute them all. We have our own DC that is, that has our, uh, has, uh, you know, been distributing for us since the very beginning and uh, utilize that, uh, that NetSuite backbone to, to make it all happen. Wow. Okay. So, and that, that bodes in the, the next question that I have for you, which is what is uniquely challenging about this business model? I mean, working with this many, many SKUs, these many, this many brands, having this kind, like you said, this many balls in the air, um, what's been unique, uniquely challenging before implementing NetSuite just to, you know, in terms of processes, in terms of operations and so on and so forth. Well, I might actually ask Chrissy on that one because I think Chrissy probably can capsulize the uh, challenges that she had with inventory management and purchasing and and just knowing everything before we went with a an ERP. I would definitely say that just in just general visibility of all of the moving parts and pieces of our business was our biggest challenge before we implemented NetSuite. Um, our, our data was very fragmented and in multiple locations, including different systems. Sometimes we were, you know, bookkeeping in Excel files. Um, nothing was, uh, was, 
was equal across the board. And it was very hard to get information about all of the pieces of our company. What, what systems was Lovely Skin running on prior to NetSuite? <laughs> it was a homegrown system. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think, Christy, you can speak to if there were any other parts of it, but it was I think it was just a homegrown system. It was it almost everything was homegrown with the exception of the financials, which ran out of QuickBooks. So and and what challenges did that? I mean, uh, any other challenges that you can list other than what you just kind of went into, you know, general visibility, (laughs) fragmented data, but anything else you could speak to on that end? Well, I might actually speak to the QuickBooks aspect. You know, we, my wife and I started this uh, this business out of a little subsidiary, as a little subsidiary of our medical practice. And so Nancy, my wife, has always done the, uh, the, the uh, financials. And so she's uh, done the, the paying the bills and, and all the accounts payable. And so she started off doing that. And when she first asked me, I mean, this is going to sound so crazy. This is back in 1997. I said, oh, just put it on the Quicken account that we have. So we were running everything, including the medical practice, the lovely skin out of Quicken until like 19, 1999 when we, when we separated that. And then we went to QuickBooks and we thought, oh, wow, we've really graduated. We went from Quicken to QuickBooks. And then we went to QuickBooks Professional. And you know, so it was from Nancy's standpoint, you know, it was like, oh, we're in the we're in the big leagues. And it was so obviously uh, woefully inadequate. And Nancy was frustrated with, uh, you know, having the inability to see the vendors and having all the challenges with communicating with QuickBooks. And so uh, that was one of the things that that made us uh, search for a better accounting uh, you know, platform as well. But it, it, so many aspects of that reached into the everyday challenges that, of course, other team members such as Chrissy had to, uh, to, to organize data and, and uh, adequately uh, communicate with vendors. Right. Just the disconnect between our financials and our inventory and our vendor profiles was so vast. It just it got harder and harder as we started to scale up. For someone who's never, you know, is a you know first-time business owner um, or founder who doesn't really quite understand what we're saying here, when you say they none of these systems spoke to each other and they were all disconnected, what does that what issue does that then present for the company? Oh, it, it's it's uh, you know far-reaching and 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 really it permeates every aspect of it. So, in other words, if if we had to uh, pay a bill. We didn't know if that bill was being paid uh, for product that had been received, had not been received. You, you didn't have a, a, a view, a, a window to see where you were in the cycle. You didn't know where you were in the in the entirety of your your payments because we were just looking at it and saying, okay, we have this much in the bank. Uh, how do we pay this? But we had no uh, ability to to look forward and and understand other than we had this this payment to make. So I mean, there I'm sure Chrissy can give you about a million uh, examples too. 
I, yeah, you know, definitely. Chrissy, if, if you, even just a couple is great. I mean, I'll listen to all 1 million. But. <laughs> I mean, even just something as simple as um, from on the purchasing end, we always knew how many units we had on hand, right? But we didn't know what the actual dollar value of the of those units on hand to the company was like that that information was just so fragmented. Um, so even just like really simple things of knowing like how much this one bottle of product that we have on our shelf actually costs us when you take into account what it costs to ship it into us or what it's going to cost us to ship it out to our customers. So all of that information is now merged into one system. And what difficulties did you face in managing various subsidiaries within QuickBooks? You kind of hit on it, Dr. Schlesinger, but, um, you know, when you, when you talk about the seven subsidiaries that you now have, I mean, could you manage those on QuickBooks? It was very, very challenging. And, and I have to say that it was, it was just a, it was always a challenge to understand the, the relationships of them and the relationships from a financial standpoint. And one of the things that we've always prided ourselves on is paying our bills very timely and, and working with, with our vendors in, uh, to that effect. And that's one of the reasons, frankly, that Lovely Skin has grown is, as uh, much as it has, because we have great relationships with our vendors, we, you know, we take care of their bills in a very timely manner, and and that's why they want to work with us. So, you know, ever every time that that didn't happen, or that there was a problem because of uh, our accounting systems, it was extraordinarily frustrating for us because we we take that near and dear to our heart, and that's one of our core uh, values. Yeah, it's creating great relationships with, you know, partners and, and vendors. Um, and in making your own products, how were you managing work orders and assemblies and what challenges arose there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was just a really rough road. Um, you know, we there's so many parts and pieces with manufacturing your own products. You need to constantly know how many caps and labels and um, raw materials that go into the products are living at any of your manufacturers at any given time. Um, and NetSuite has like, I mean, it's just been amazing to be able to like marry all of the parts and pieces up into a finished good and track it that way. Um, it was just a lot of double checking and manual counting and Excel files before we had NetSuite. And, and I'm assuming that took a, quite a bit of time and, and Very quite, manual. A, quite a ch- yeah, chunk out, <laughs> yeah. Of, out of your day where, where then you can't focus on, you know, core strategies and other parts of the business that could really help it grow, right? It, exactly. Yes. Um, so I do want to talk a little bit about, you know, inventory management um, and also managing some of those raw materials since you do make your own products. How were you going about that I, you know, because as you as you alluded to, Dr. Schlesinger, you know, having product tie, or maybe it was you, Chrissy, having that product tied up means you're also tying up cash that can be utilized in other places of the business. You know, investing elsewhere or growing operations or growing a different part of the company. How was how was that managing it um, before Netsuite? It it was terrible. It was uh, <laughs> it was very difficult. And and frankly. One of the other core values that we have as, as a company is that we want to have products in stock to make sure that customers had access to every single product that we had as few out of stocks as possible. And my solution as a dermatologist and physician is I wanted to have like as many, if not 
all of them in stock. And so what, what I did, which was completely uh, illogical but necessary, was to stock two to three months worth of inventory at all times to make sure that we never had out of stocks, um, wow. which was you know, obviously ridiculous, but right. it was what we had to do in order to make sure that we had adequate inventory and not disappoint our customers. Um, that was something that, that as we grew to utilize the uh, warehouse function and inventory functions, we've relaxed that a bit to, to allow for, you know, less inventory, but, um, you know, it's kept, kept freeing up. The, yeah. Freeing up that cash to do other things. Um, what kind of switching on to your customers and their trends, um, both on the B2B and the B2C side, um, what is challenging about their habits, um, and things that you guys face that maybe other businesses might not? You know, I think that the, the habits of customers are constantly evolving and, you know, so we, we have, I always I wanted to make sure that we we understand our customers and our customer, our general customer for Lovely Skin is a uh, 25 to uh, 60 uh, year old uh, female. And uh, we end up having uh, customers from all across the world. But uh, generally speaking, uh, we have we're, we're centered on the coasts. I centered on the coasts, <laughs> we're on the coasts, <laughs> I, and uh, Florida, I, New York, uh, California, Texas, uh, Chicago, so the bigger cities. But, you know, those customers have different needs over time. They have different needs as, as things change, like COVID, or different needs as new products come along. And you could, we could see, oh my goodness, we, we had some products that were featured on the Dr. Oz show, including one of our products, the Fix My Skin was featured in a Dr. Oz. And it would be an insane change in the in the need, in the, the pickup for that product. I mean, Chrissy would be, you can, I mean, maybe Chrissy, you can talk to like when, when TNS was on uh, Oprah and, and all that, you know, th- maybe speak to that. I, I mean, yeah, there, even way back then when TNS was on Oprah and now, um, you know, if someone, a uh, very influential on social media gets a hold of a product that we carry and, you know, says how much they love it, it can be a matter of hours or even minutes from going fully stocked to just out of stock. Wow. And, um, so really, and that's one thing that NetSuite has helped us do because we can see those sales happening in real time. And I can I can pick up on those um, upticks, whether they're like really slight or very dramatic as they are sometimes um, in real time. And so then I'm able to get on the phone right away with one of our vendors and say, you know, I need X amount of units rushed to us right away because we want to, we want to keep um, our custom, our shelves full so we can uh, supply this demand. Right. So uh, Skin Medica TNS is one of our uh, biggest selling products. And it was one of the featured on one of the last Oprah shows back in, I think it was 2007 or eight. And it, it was, it was just an impossibility <laughs> to keep that product in stock. Um, we've also had other products such as uh, Peter Thomas Roth had a, had an eye product that was, featured on Dr. Oz and it went uh, bananas. 
uh, we've had uh, products that have been discontinued and and there's a sudden run on those products uh, because people want their product before either it's discontinued or the brand is discontinued. So we've had had those issues as well. Um, I can remember several products and, and we we have products from the SkinCeuticals line as well. That's a, a L'Oreal based product. And those products have been introduced and there have been we've been reordering and reordering and reordering. And, you know, it, it's just a it's just I, I know that Chrissy is incredible in what she does because <laughs> we have so many uh, products to manage and she does a, a phenomenal job with it. Uh, along with NetSuite. Yeah, I could I could hear Chrissy you when he was listing some of these products that have um, kind of seen an uptick. You, I, I saw you kind of like sigh and like, oh yeah, I remember that one. I remember that time. <laughs> so, so really demand planning in general too was a challenge. I mean, when you did know, for example, when you knew you were like one of the products was going to be featured on Oprah or something, and you probably couldn't have planned ahead for that to make sure that you had, um, you know, a, a level of stock that could fulfill the orders, right? And now that's changed. Right. So now we can, it's a lot easier for us to go back historically and see, um, like if a, sim a similar product had any sort of press or media mentions or social media activity previously. And so I have historicals to go off of to say, okay, I know that this trend, I can estimate that this trend is going to last like 48 hours and I'm going to need X amount of product to fulfill that trend so that we don't end up with an overstock situation when the sales start to level out. And just to like kind of give shine some light into it, um, when you were running on QuickBooks or the other systems that you were running on prior to NetSuite, what what would you do? Like, what steps did you have to take to plan for something like that? And what challenges arose there? <laughs> uh, there was very like there was very little that we could do to plan for it, and oftentimes we would just order a large amount of inventory and then when the trend died down, be left with a surplus that we would have to then come up with some sort of clever solution to sell through. Yeah. And it was usually me. I was usually <laughs> myself who was ordering it. I was ordering and Chrissy's like, why did you order that much? It's like, I didn't want to be out. And this is like, no, you don't have to, I think I can do it. But it was, it was just very, very frustrating. You know, we also have a uh, seasonal shifts like uh, for sunscreen. So for example, Elta MD, uh, is our premier sunscreen that we that we carry, and it's a, a phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal product. The Elta MD UV Clear is is unparalleled. It's a uh, a city block that you can wear every day. It has a regular clear, a regular uh, uh, white uh, appearance, and uh, tinted. The white it goes on very nicely. It doesn't go on white or anything like that. But it's a phenomenal product. And this year we had a phenomenal increase in it because uh, Amazon had their issues and mm -hmm. they were, it was not, skincare was not considered essential to Amazon. So all the FBA, all the fulfilled by Amazon uh, vendors were put on hold and Amazon wasn't even uh, putting out product in a timely manner. So we had people that were coming at the it started the sunscreen season. It was back in uh, late March or early April when the pandemic happened and they couldn't get it. So we had something like a 400% increase in our uh, needs for sunscreen and we fulfilled all those orders uh, without any problems because uh, I say that Amazon was broke, but it was, <laughs> uh, 
it was definitely challenged during that time, uh, and we were able to uh, fulfill that. But uh, even on a normal year, Chrissy has to deal with the seasonality of sunscreens and the seasonality of, of other things that happen, such as the holidays, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. It's very, so it's very so you have to plan around the demand, you know, for that date based exactly. upon the fluctuating seasons. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to get to everything that happened with COVID-19 and what you guys saw uh, in just a minute. But you, you've also mentioned two of my favorite brands, Elta MD and SkinCeuticals, both of which I use. And um, I've gotten uh, from Lovely Skin. Uh, it's They're both great. I, I love that you said that. And how dare Amazon say that skincare isn't essential. <laughs> they <laughs> exactly. have no idea what they're talking about. Um, <laughs> that company but, uh, will never survive. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I want to dive into, you know, you, you laid out these challenges for us. Was there a moment that kind of a final straw uh, that broke the camel's back, if you will, um, that drove you to look for a new business management solution, to look for an ERP, and then what ultimately ended up in you guys implementing NetSuite. What was that moment, and then why NetSuite? Well, you know, I, I will say that I was I always looking at the need for an ERP, and we didn't really uh, decide to get an ERP until about 2014. So about six or seven years ago, we, we started looking at the possibility of an ERP. We were, we were probably not even at the level where an ERP was necessary. I mean, we were always told, okay, I uh, probably you're gonna need to get an ERP when you're in the 25 to 30 million range as a company, 25 to $30 million a year. And we were nowhere near that back at that time. Um, we were closer to maybe uh, 10 to 12 million back in uh, 2013. Um, and, but at the same time, we saw growth. I mean, our growth was somewhere around anywhere from uh, 20 to 25% a year. And so I knew that logically speaking, we were going to get there. And I have faith in my uh, team that was surrounding me, faith in the, 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 the fact that we were delivering a good product. We were getting customer service scores that were off the charts, like our customer service scores were better than Zappos, so, uh, which is pretty much considered the, the leader in the field of customer care. So I, I knew that we would end up having success, it, that we would want to make sure that there was not a rocky road after that happened. Um, so having said that, we, we went to an uh, internet retailer uh, meeting, uh, I guess it's called a uh, uh, there's digital 101 or something. They're they're now calling it something different now. And we interviewed every ERP that was that was there. We went through every a product that was out there, and uh, it it was a it was an eye opening experience. I think that NetSuite resonated with us at that point uh, because the people were relatable. Uh, they weren't uh, a a. a an ERP that was meant for uh, IBM or you know or some you know mega company. It was it was meant for uh, a, a, a business that was small business. It could grow to a medium and large business, but it was small business oriented, which is squarely what we feel that we are. And uh, it had the adaptability. That was the the thing that particularly. Uh, was something that I appreciated because we came to this from a, as we say, a homegrown solution, but that homegrown solution was, was changed many times. It wasn't like it was, you know, just here's your, here's your awful solution. We're never going to change it. 
we have our own programmers. We have uh, six full-time programmers. We have uh, our entire IT department is probably about uh, 12 people uh, that are working on front end, back end, et cetera. And so it, it's not intended to, to be a one and done type of thing. NetSuite has allowed us that opportunity to adapt it. There are certain parts of NetSuite that we've programmed around. There are certain parts of NetSuite that we've, that we've integrated. And every time that we've done that, it's been a, a, a workable and, uh, and uh, good situation for growth. Yeah. Chrissy, anything that you'd add to that? Uh, you know, I would just echo Dr. Schlesinger's sentiments in that it's, I mean, like he said, there are things in NetSuite that we've had to program around or, you know, the systems that we had before NetSuite, you know, we took parts and pieces of that and synced them up into NetSuite. So um, we do still have pieces of our system that are homegrown pieces, but they, they sync and they connect with NetSuite so that we can marry everything together at the end of the day. And so you, you oh, sorry, go ahead. And I would also say that the thing that I loved about NetSuite is that it integrates so many of our partners. So we've we've had at, at one point a, an, a, a mail system, email system that was uh, integrated with NetSuite that was one of your partners. Um, and, and we're now with Salesforce. It integrates very nicely with NetSuite. Uh, we, we have, uh, and, you know, I, I always want to bring up one other aspect, which is just amazing for NetSuite, which is just that bump in the road. You just never know when something comes along that is a hiccup. And that hiccup for us was tax sales taxes. So we had not collected uh, state sales tax until, other than Nebraska, until the ruling that came down in Wayfair versus South Dakota or South Dakota versus Wayfair. Right. And when that ruling came down, Again, our my decision was let's collect sales tax immediately. We don't want to wait until the states come knocking on our door. And that was something that it was amazing. Like it was baked into NetSuite. It was a switch that we could turn on immediately, which we did. And otherwise would have taken us months to generate ourselves. There's enough uncertainty to go around right now. NetSuite reduces it by giving you visibility and control. With so many critical decisions to make, you need the right numbers and you need them right now. NetSuite by Oracle is the world's number one cloud business system. With NetSuite, we give you financials, cash flow, payroll, inventory, and more all in one place so you have clear visibility and total control of your business. NetSuite customers have the flexibility to work from anywhere with immediate clarity on critical information right at their fingertips. No more guessing, no more waiting. Make smarter decisions with confidence because you've got crystal clear visibility into your numbers. Join over 20,000 companies who trust NetSuite to stay in control. Receive your free guide, Managing Business Uncertainty, and schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com USA. Don't wait. Get your free guide, Managing Business Uncertainty, and schedule your free product tour at netsuite.com slash USA, netsuite.com slash USA. 
so going kind of going back to the beginning here, when you when you first decided to implement NetSuite, and by the way, I, I just had to say I love that one of the things that you said right from the beginning before any of the functionalities was that you met the people at NetSuite and that you connected with them. I think that's really cool. We don't hear you don't hear that a lot in in ERP software, so um, I lo- I love hearing that. Um, but so take take me back to the beginning then when you first implemented NetSuite. That was 2016. 2015. 15. So um, what did you initially implement? Um, what functionalities were, you know, I- I extremely important to your company to initiate or to implement from the beginning? And then um, how has that evolved over the past four years? Well, we, we implemented the financials and the warehouse management tools immediately. And then, and so, and has that evolved at all, so financials and um, warehouse management has that evolved since? Yeah, I mean we're using it on several other things. Obviously, the taxes, Chrissy. Any other aspects that I'm not aware of? Yeah, um, well, I think one that you're just maybe forgetting, but definitely customer service and uh, <laughs> yeah, how we communicate and uh, log issues with our customers. Great. Absolutely. Um, so going kind of from those three big areas of functionality, um, starting with financials, what accounting automation features have proven to be um, the most valuable for your business and why? You mentioned the taxes, which is uh, huge. Um, anything else in there that you'd speak to? Um, I, I would just say that the the dashboard, the ability to have it all in one one place to to dive into it, to know at a moment's glance what our inventory, our total inventory is, how our inventory breaks up uh, by brand, what it how it breaks up by uh, per customer, mm-hmm. and uh, per you know SKU. So it's it's a it's a, an eye into the inventory that we never had before without a, a ton of clicks and quite a bit of work. Yeah, you guys mentioned visibility earlier and um, as one of your biggest challenges, just, you know, first of all, none of your systems really speaking to each other, um, but also that visibility. How does NetSuite provide the visibility you need into your company, both financially and on the operations side? And then how does that enable you to make better business decisions? And can you give us an example of that? Well, I I just think it's always going to be important to know what your inventory is. As we get to the end of the year, uh, Chrissy works extraordinarily uh, carefully to to make sure that our inventory is as lean as possible. And I'll I'll probably let Chrissy explain that that situation. You know, I would say one really great benefit to NetSuite is being able to really slice and dice and report data however you want to view it. Um, you Any custom search or custom report that you could ever want, you can do. So I can take a look at a category or a division of our portfolio, like makeup, for instance, and I can see that um, Sales-wise, maybe it's not trending as well as skincare, but inventory-wise, we look a little heavy. Um, so then we know on the marketing side and on the merchandising side that we need to start uh, formulating our promotions so that they're more makeup intensive, right? Um, so definitely just being able to, you know, 
compare any number or any set of data that we want to to one another is incredibly helpful. And then like Dr. mentioned, the dashboards, being able to customize your view of, um, of the KPIs that you want to look at and that are, um, that you need in your certain departments, I think is really handy as well. And just to give an example, um, again, for somebody that has never looked at, never seen a NetSuite dashboard before, Dr. Schlesinger, can you just give an example of when you log in a NetSuite, what's something that you always look at immediately? Oh, I look at the inventory because, you know, that's a, that's <laughs> yeah. a huge, that's a huge thing. And, and there are times that our inventory will swell and we, we are going to need to be careful about our spending in other ways, because I know that a lot is coming due for that. You know, most of our vendors, we, we pay our vendors anywhere from 15 uh, days to, to two months. And, you know, so if that inventory goes from say, you know, 5 million to 7 million, we, we know that we're going to have to, you know, pull things back a little bit and make, make sure that we don't have any lar other large expenditures or else it'll be a, it, it could be challenging. Uh, so that's, that's what I always look at. I'm always interested to know the, the velocity of sales for a, a particular uh, SKU and what SKUs are top SKUs. And, and there have been a lot of changes in that. And it's, it's always fun to see how the brands do. To, to, to me, this is, I've, I've gone into this not necessarily as a profit-making business, but just we love doing what we're doing. And it's kind of fun to see how the brands do and, and, to, and to take those brands from a, a small uh, you know, part of our, of our uh, collection to, to bring them uh, to the forefront. Uh, we've had uh, some SKUs, so uh, Viviscal is a hair uh, loss product. That's a, a pill that you take. It's a shark, shark cartilage pill, and it has like a five-star rating on our site, which is hard for a hair loss product to have. Um, but it, it's a very, very loved product for hair loss. And it's gone from a, a, a very small spec on our site to one of our larger products, which is, which is great. Uh, same thing, the CE Ferulic. It's a product that is absolutely loved. Uh, mm -hmm. People absolutely adore it. Uh, it's, it's proven itself over 20 years, and it continues to be probably the number one uh, selling uh, antioxidant skew in the, in the world uh, for cosmeceuticals. Um, we also have uh, had uh, incredible success with the Skin Medica TNS uh, line, and it went from uh, one product, the TNS Essential Serum. Recently, they introduced TNS Advanced, Skin Medica mm -hmm. TNS Advanced, and so we're able to to dive into the data and know who purchased TNS Essential Serum and market to those people for TNS Advanced. And we had the largest rollout of TNS Advanced of any of the online e-tailers that, that work with uh, Skin Medica because of that uh, ability for us to look at that data and, and market appropriately. But then also you guys, as we discussed, make your own products and how does NetSuite help manage your work orders and assemblies? So that was an area of, a ch of challenge you guys mentioned earlier. Um, how does NetSuite bring that back and, and provide that solution for you? Yeah, so I mean, that's probably one of the most intricate pieces of our businesses, I'd say, is managing that. And um, it really, I mean, so before NetSuite, when we would send purchase orders out to, for various parts and pieces of our assembly items, um, 
they weren't housed anywhere, right? And so now every single purchase order that goes out to buy pieces to then formulate assemblies and work orders all happens through NetSuite. So we can track in real time, like how long it's going to take cap A to come into stock and how long it's going to take bottle B to come into stock and then know that we're, you know, four months out from production being finished. Um, so we can forecast when we're going to need to manufacture again. And that's been, you know, crucial definitely in keeping in stock. Yeah. And to that point, we uh, have done quite a bit with formulations and we even got to the point where one of our one of our formulators asked us uh, for individual ingredients to purchase some of the individual ingredients. And so there were quite a few complexities with that, but we also had to figure out the pricing on that. And that's what allowed us to figure out the exact pricing on the products that we were that we're making so we knew we're either profitable or not profitable. And it would have been a a great deal of challenge with any other system. When we brought our systems into the B2B systems in, we didn't have any structure other than uh, what NetSuite allowed us, which was great. And, you know, had we not had that, we would have been still guessing on what the cost of the the products were so we could could figure out what our profit margin uh, needed Mm -hmm. to be for various products, et cetera. Interesting. That's that's a great great point. Um, again, I love hearing those types of examples. Um, that you know, some people don't even some again like somebody who's starting off a business right now might not even think about. So thank you for sharing that. Um, now this third pillar that you guys mentioned earlier of how NetSuite has has helped you since implementation is to serve your customers better. Um, what are some areas that you can speak to on that end? Um, you know, and, and I know this is going to tie a lot to making sure you have, you know, enough inventory to, to, to serve them and to meet demand, but anything else you can speak to? Well, to, uh, as Chrissy said, the customer service department uses NetSuite to, uh, to, to log their calls, to log, uh, issues, to make sure that everything is being handled in a, in a, a good way with our customers. And that's extraordinarily important to us. We want to make sure that our customers are taken care of, but when you have a team of like 11 customer service representatives who are now working remotely, so they are not, we, we put our entire customer service team remote when COVID happened. So they don't have the ability to reach across the desk and say, hey, uh, you know, tell me what's going on, Erica, with this customer. So that was an extraordinary uh, change that was Im- imperative that we had a, a system that would log everything and people could uh, easily go in and look up, you know, Jane Doe and has there been uh, an issue with her order. So that's been that's been an extraordinary uh, thing. Um, and, and I just feel like the entire uh, system has been uh, one where we found value in many different pieces at many different times of our uh, journey uh, with them. And then I guess the last thing that I that I would always say, and I, I haven't ever said this uh, in 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 a in a a way that is as uh, impactful, but perhaps the fact that now we're in six, seven years into NetSuite and you're still using it, still enjoying it, uh, that says something ourselves in, in itself. When we came into uh, the thought of using ERP, I talked to several people who had ERPs, and I said. Uh, tell me about your ERP. And it was just a look of pain that came across their face. It was almost like 
you know, the worst, the worst experience that was conjured in their minds with the, with uh, the ERP. And one of my uh, friends who I asked the same question said, well, you know, we spent two years uh, implementing it and we threw it out at the end of two years because literally the team could not implement it and we had to start over with another one. And I said, you know, if we're going to spend this amount of money on an ERP, I, I literally cannot afford to have an ERP that doesn't, that, that does, fails to launch. Looking back now, would you have implemented an ERP system sooner? Yes, I probably would have. For anybody who's considering implementing ERP, I would say do it sooner rather than later because that gives you a little bit more latitude uh, for the uh, natural uh, you know, cha- challenges that arise along the way. And it's not the problem. I'm not saying it's a problem of the system. I think it's just the problem of, of people. You have people that are that are uh, being taken off their daily tasks to work on the uh, implementation of something that that is a, a very big and important project. And that doesn't always go along well when there are other natural things that happen along the way that, that need attention. Of course. And not, and not to mention, I mean, that's one of the challenges we hear all the time when it comes to implementing any, any ERP, not just NetSuite, but anything. Um, and it's a lot of it is it's the people, it's the key stakeholders that have been doing the same job for however many years and now are, are onto something new and have to whole, learn a whole new process. And then the second being when you do have a hefty legacy system that you're work is, working on, that transferring of that data is going to take some time. So, you know, you hit the nail on the head with just or the earlier, the better to avoid some of those, those challenges. Um, so we, we are coming down to uh, a, a little bit of time left, but I want to hit a couple more things. Um, one of them being COVID-19. As you discussed, um, not only did you say a lot of your team work um, remote when COVID-19 struck, um, but you also mentioned earlier you saw a change in your demand. Can you tell us that story and explain how NetSuite helped you manage that? Right. Uh, so we anticipated, I anticipated and I uh, and Chrissy I, uh, as well, that we would have a significant increase in our needs for products at the time of the pandemic. I didn't ever anticipate the amount that we would have, but what I more anticipated was that there were going to be uh, uh, supply chain uh, issues that would would keep us from getting all of our products. And by that, I meant I knew that it was happening uh, predominantly in Asia at the time. So when when I started to plan for it, honestly, it wasn't planning that America and the world was going to have this horrible pandemic. It was just, okay, China shut down for uh, three months and uh, we better prepare because how many, how many companies get their bottles, their, their uh, products, their ingredients from, uh, from China or Asia, and I can't afford to not have products because the box that holds the, the products is, is on short supply, so they can't ship all the products to us. So we ordered up about double our inventory for several of our key products at that point. And we were extraordinarily fortunate because what happened was then Amazon had issues and our numbers uh, spiked to like six times on several items. And our, our uh, so in May, our, or Mar- I'm sorry, March, our revenue was up 25% year over year. In April, we were up 100% year over year for April. 
In May, we were up 50% year over year, and we're still continuing on a, a significant uh, increase year over year, even after uh, May. Uh, so we had a significant in increase, but it was when Amazon stopped and our Amazon, we, we do uh, fulfill in-house to Amazon, our Amazon orders went up you know, significantly. So we went from something like an average of about 2,000 orders a day to 6,000 orders a day on uh, some of the days. And most of those orders had to be out immediately because as you know, if you're at Amazon uh, Prime, you have to get them out in two days. Uh, and so we were, we were getting uh, you know, slammed on it. And with the functionality of NetSuite and the function and the amazing uh, job that my entire team, including Chrissy, uh, did, we were able to get those orders out fully. We had perfect scores with Amazon and that allowed us to get more business from Amazon because they saw that we were able to handle the handle the load, which um, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but Amazon get, sets you a, a, a number that they think you can fulfill. Well, we constantly outdid that number and we were constantly increasing the number we could fulfill. And finally, we got a call from them and said, how are you able to do this? And I said, <laughs> we just have a great team. Well, the, uh, which is incredible because like Amazon never calls you. They don't ever say, you know, like, good job, attaboy. <laughs> but yeah. in this case. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I love hearing that. Um, and, and just to, you know, you, you kind of already hit this, but if, if you hadn't have been running on NetSuite, if you were still running on QuickBooks and some of your older systems, when this surge hit, what would have happened? Because somebody listening in might be like, wow, they were killing it. They were up, you know, 50%, 100%, 50% again. But what people don't realize is the growing pains that come with that type of surge can be extremely challenging. What would have happened if you were still running on QuickBooks? To have, to not have the level of visibility into everything that we have, that we have with NetSuite during this unprecedented time. I don't, I honestly don't know that we would have been able to navigate the waters. Honestly, mm -hmm. I just, I, I'm, I'm perplexed by that question because I just don't know what we would have done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's an, an that's an answer in itself. That's I'll take it. I'll take it to wrap up here. I just want to ask a couple of quick questions, you know, your growth since implementing NetSuite, as well as um, where you've been able to focus resources. So I'll start with growth. How have you grown since implementing NetSuite? I mean, in terms of, uh, I don't know, it could be numbers of employees, numbers of, have you grown any subsidiaries since um, implementing um, more products that you've taken on more partners, more vendors, so on and so forth. Right. So our, from a standpoint of employees, at the time that we implemented NetSuite, we were probably at about uh, 25 uh, employees for Lovely Skin, if even that. And right now we're at 85 employees for Lovely Skin since that time. But our numbers for the website have gone, have uh, are times six or seven. So six or 700% uh, greater than when we implemented NetSuite. Uh, so it's a it's been a huge growth pattern, and there have been times where we've doubled within uh, two three years, uh, or, or every two three years. So uh, it's been a it's been a, a very significant uh, increase, and and clearly not every every business has that uh, you know fortunate occurrence, and 
But on the other hand, I think in order to have that fortunate occurrence, you have to be prepared for it. It's kind of like that Jim Carrey writing that uh, check for a million dollars to yourself. If you don't have faith in yourself, then nobody else will. Mm, great. I love that. Great piece of advice. <laughs> Anything you'd add to that, Chrissy? Um, you know, I would say that the, the number of people, obviously we've grown our products, our our portfolio has grown tremendously. Um, even just like building square footage, we've had to scale up and um, become more efficient and more automated in our warehouse, which NetSuite has also been a part in helping us do that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, just positive all around since we launched with NetSuite. That's great. And then the final thing that I want to touch on here, and this is something, Chrissy, we were joking about earlier, you know, with uh, with just how much time and manual processes went into some of this, some of the challenges that you guys, you know, had faced early on with QuickBooks and other systems. So now where are you able to um, reallocate those resources? So it could be, you know, time, it could be money, energy, um, you name it. Where, uh, where are you now focused and what is your strategy today? We've been able to reallocate to grow in those spaces that we already talked about, right? You know, we can focus more on how can we make the warehouse more efficient? How can we be faster for our customers? Um, from a management standpoint, now I don't have to, um, there aren't so many little details that I have to dive into every single day. And I can look at bigger picture projects that down the road are going to have a really big impact for our company. Absolutely. And I think that that, that, goes, uh, that goes a long way to say that we have been able to reallocate space. Um, and uh, we've, we've actually been able to be more efficient as far as uh, staffing needs uh, to some degree because the automation that it allowed us. And, and uh, we've also been able to be more efficient as far as warehousing needs. Um, and with this, with this turn with the pandemic, with people working from home, we may end up having some ability to take some of those work from home uh, uh, spaces that are being used and uh, potentially uh, uh, transition those to warehouse space and be more efficient that way. Awesome. That's great. Well, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. Again, this was super insightful. What a great story. Um, we just, we really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. And I'll just give a shout out to our uh, rep, Roman Kari, who's so amazing. <laughs> thank you, Denise, as well. And uh, we just appreciate everybody who has uh, who has been uh, helpful to us throughout this process. We've had a we've had a great relationship with our NetSuite team, and we uh, appreciate them every day. A great story there with our friends over at Lovely Skin. Thank you so much to Dr. Joel Schlesinger and Chrissy Kirsting for joining us on this episode and providing such great insight. I also want to shout out to our editing crew over at Lampstand and, of course, all you listeners for tuning in. And hey, if you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. There's many more where that came from. Join us next time on the NetSuite Podcast, and we'll chat soon. Bye. You just listened to the NetSuite podcast. Be sure to tune in every week with more NetSuite developments, stories, and insights into the benefits of one integrated system to help you run your business.